You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside tonight with my co-host, Clint Richardson. Clint, it was a uh, rough, rough week of Auburn baseball. Yeah, the the record doesn't look good, but I'll be honest, I was pretty encouraged by the weekend series with how this team played. I, I didn't think that they obviously didn't play their best, but I, I was really happy with the effort and and the fight that this team really showed. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I saw that, I mean, after I went and did my notes and I saw we went one and three on the week, but I felt like we did better. I felt like we went at least two and two or three and one. Like I felt like I felt good coming out of this weekend. Yeah, I I feel the same. It was, it was weird because after, after game three against Georgia, it, it didn't feel like we had lost. I mean, of course we had lost two of those three games, but it didn't have that down in the dumps kind of feel. I mean, it was, you could see progress in this team and they're really coming out of this rut and they played really well. Georgia just played that much better in their Georgia is such a good team this season. So I, I don't think you look back at this weekend as missed opportunities and a really bad weekend of baseball. I think Auburn played, fantastic and the Georgia series were three amazing baseball games and were so much fun to watch and unfortunately Auburn was on the the wrong end in two of those games yeah I agree and I I honestly believe that Georgia is a national championship contender I mean we all we all know that they will not win because they're Georgia but (laughs) but it's been four thousand and something days Chandler I absolutely feel like they're a contender. Um, with their with their three weekend starters, any three of those guys, I feel like could go in the first round of the MLB draft. I mean, those three were just pure talents. Well, and um, their bullpen is incredibly deep too. I mean, yes, the yeah. the broadcast kept talking all weekend how you you can't really pitch at Georgia unless you're hitting ninety three, ninety four, ninety five on the gun, and. Yeah. It seemed like every single guy that Georgia threw out on the mound was hitting, you know, mid nineties, and and some of them were were very low effort. I mean, they made it look easy to hit that kind of speed, and that's a that is a very talented team. And I think Auburn was good enough to steal one win. And coming into this weekend, that's really what we thought Auburn needed to do. So again, I don't think you look back at this weekend and think this was the turning point negatively. I think this was a really good weekend for Auburn yeah, despite, I, I, the, despite the scores. Yeah, I I totally agree. But let's get started uh, with our midweek game. Uh, Auburn played host to UAB. Um, the Tigers lost that game 6-4. to four, um, But really, it was just same old, same old midweek pitching. There's no – Ifs, ands, or buts, no way around it. Um, they just don't. And But Carson Skipper got the start, and he 
he just looked rough again. Um, he gave up four earned runs in two and a third innings pitched. Um, so it was disappointing. Um, and I think that's kind of a summary of how this season's gone for Carson. He's He started as the main midweek starter, and then he's just kind of slid off and slid down the path of pitchers. Yeah, and this is where you see the – the weakness in Auburn is in these midweek games where you rely on the depth of the bullpen and Auburn having to throw so many guys in game threes in the weekend series really hurts the midweek. And of course you, the, the weekend series are so much more valuable, but we've seen it year in and year out that <clears throat> these midweek games are what can make and break your postseason play. And I think Auburn is in a good position right now, but we've seen it in, you know, before uh, Butch Thompson came that, you know, losing enough of these midweek games to, to lesser opponents can keep you out of the tournament, let alone keep you out of a decent seed. And, and it's cost Auburn tournament appearances. It's cost Auburn hosting opportunities. And these are, I mean, people will look at the schedule, think UAB should be a, a chalk win especially with the kind of season that they've had this year. But these are all important games. There are no unimportant games, especially this time in the season. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And the thing is, if – I mean, I certainly could be wrong, but I feel like if we played UAB in a weekend series, we would take at least two, and I think we would probably sweep. But because we are playing them in a midweek game, we just – we don't have the pitching left. Um and but that's a, a credit to UAB as well. I mean, they they play weekend series as well, so they have to have some pitching left also. Um, so it's just a it's a problem that Auburn has. But I also think it's a problem of how young this team is. We had Senior Day on Saturday, and the only two seniors are are Brad Olson and Blake Scalesi. Um So I mean. That's two losses, but those two um, have not gotten the most playing time this year. And, I mean, I, I'm certainly encouraged by by how, how good um, Auburn has looked this year and the future of Auburn baseball. I, I agree with you. And, and if anybody out there had to watch the, the television broadcast like I did – you had the storyline of Georgia's roster just drilled in your head that two years ago, this was an entirely fresh, young freshman class that really struggled and they all stayed and they all fought through it. And now look where they are. And yeah. they're a very, you know, veteran group. They're experienced. They've all been through the tough times and the good right now. And I think that that's where we're going to see Auburn soon you know yeah. i think that you know last year could easily be that you know the the make or break season like you have to do it now or or never this year kind of felt the same coming into it but going forward if we still can develop casey mises and tanner burns and uh keegan thompson's like as long as you've got an ace on the mound and the way that this team is so it just tends to the younger kids like those guys are going to be just absolutely important going forward 
and it's you're gonna see a big gap from where these young guys are now to where they will be in a year or two years and I think that that's really going to be beneficial to this team yeah and one last comment I think a perfect example of that is Jack Owen Jack Owen had absolutely a 5.97 ERA last season and then he comes in this season and before he got before he got injured he had a 0.31 ERA through 33 innings so I think that's just a salute um, a tip of the hat to Butch Thompson and his staff and how how well they've progressed um, Jack Owen, and I'm sure they'll do the same with the, the freshmen this offseason. Yeah, I, I don't think you or I at all this season coming into it really thought that Jack would be more than a, a, a great midweek starter. Yeah. You know, we might see him as a reliever on the weekend, but yep. I, I certainly did not picture Jack having the season that he did this year already. And, yeah and performing as hot as he has. And it's, I, I agree with you. It's, it shows what this coaching staff is able to develop and they can take anybody and turn them into a pretty decent pitcher. And that's, that's huge going forward. And again, you see so many young guys in the bullpen on this team right now, and they're all talented. They don't come to Auburn and play baseball for Auburn by mistake. Yeah. <clears throat> There's so much recruiting. There's so much film. There's so much just these coaches know what they're doing and they see so much potential in these players. And, you know, if all but two, you know, come and make something out of their careers at Auburn, that's, that's going to be a really good bullpen going forward. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, but let's get back to Tuesday's game. We kind of got sidetracked there, but um, Ryan Watson, Blake Scalise, Garrett Wade, Kyle, Gray and Will Morrison combined to finish the game. Um, Scalise allowed the other two runs, but otherwise Auburn looked decent. And the my most encouraging stat from Tuesday was Will Holland stayed hot. Go, he went three of four and just kept his bat going, um, and he was in the nine hole. So very encouraging to see from Will Holland. Yeah, um, I, I, I like – how Will has been playing, and you'll see it in the weekend series. He's been so hot. Um, you know, why, even though we do talk down about the pitching right now, I think just the way that Garrett Wade, Kyle Gray, and Will Morrison were able to perform was incredibly encouraging. And I think that those three guys are going to be really pivotal. Yeah, I agree. But let's move on to the weekend. Friday, uh, Friday night, we. Uh, played host to the University of Georgia. The Friday game did not go in Auburn's favor at all. Uh, they lost 11-2. to um, Rough start to the weekend. Uh, we started Jack Owen, and Jack only went three and two-thirds. Through three innings, he looked fantastic. Had, I think, 31 pitches through three innings and had no hits or one hit allowed. But in that fourth inning – the wheels just fell off the bus, and it, they weren't going round and round anymore. They were going every which away. And he allowed six runs that inning, and Auburn just couldn't ever recover. Um, they We brought in Will Morrison, Bailey Horn, and Kyle Gray to finish the game out. But you've got to also tip your hat to Georgia starter Tony Losey um, for his just shutdown performance. Went seven innings and had ten strikeouts. So um, not the most encouraging start from Jack, 
but I think Jack just had that one rough inning and just couldn't couldn't get things um, righted on the ship, um, and they just went south from there. No, you're you're absolutely right, and he did look fantastic to start the game, but it was that second time through the lineup that Georgia was just able to pit something out. Either they saw something or Jack just didn't have something, and that fourth inning was a nightmare. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine how bad it has to feel to be on the mound, no outs, and bases loaded with runs already on the, the scoreboard. I mean, that's that's got to be sickening, and, and to give up a home run or two and and just not be able to perform the way you know you can. So, I mean, what did you say Jets' uh, ERA was before his injury? Point three one three wow. one. Following Friday night's game, it is now a one point nine one, and which is still a really good ERA. Yeah, that's but still you fantastic. Can just, you can just see what that kind of it's one inning is all it took, and it just skyrocketed his numbers. Um, but I, I agree. I think he played really well. Um, Georgia just has a fantastic lineup, and Tony Losey is not even their number one guy. And he was yeah. insane. He was so much fun to watch. And again, the score doesn't really matter at that point. If you're a baseball fan, you you could not not enjoy this game. This was so much talent from Georgia coming into town. And Losey was fantastic. Georgia's lineup was just a stud. There's not an easy out whatsoever in that uh, nine-man lineup. and. And it was it was enjoyable to watch besides the the yeah. fact that my team was not winning. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that, that there was not an easy out because the number eight and number nine hole hitters had home runs this weekend for Georgia. So just not an easy out in the entire lineup. But of note, um, for Auburn, shout out my boy Judd Ward. Judd Ward had a home run in the fifth inning, um, which was one bright spot for the Auburn Bats. Um, so nice job by Judd um, with that home run. But let's move on to Saturday because we had a jam-packed day of baseball Saturday. Um, I got to the stadium at 11 a.m., and I ended up leaving, I think, probably around 7.30 or 7.45 that night. Um just a jam-packed, great day of baseball. And we thought the rain was coming, but somehow the, the baseball gods fended off the rain. Um, I mean, just in time, um, because at probably 8.30 or 9, um, the bottom fell out. And, I mean, it was a lightning storm and just a, um, just a huge rain shower came through Auburn and a thunderstorm. But – Enough about the weather. Let's talk about the doubleheader that Auburn played on Saturday. Um, it worked out perfect, like I said. Saturday we had two very, very good baseball games, um, highly competitive. Um, final scores of 4-3, to three, Auburn getting the win in game one, and then 10-8 to eight, uh, with Georgia getting the win in game two. But two highly competitive games. But let's go ahead and talk about game one. Um, it was – very hot, although it was overcast weather, but Tanner Burns and Emerson Hancock, that was the matchup that I I came to see 
this weekend. Um, Tanner Burns, um, just a an All-American, uh, freshman All-American last year. Um, he's well on his way to becoming an All-American uh, probably next year. Um, but just him versus Emerson Hancock, who may be the best pitcher in the entire country. Um, Hancock came in to Saturday's game with a 1.04 ERA and 70 innings pitched. 1.04 ERA and 70 innings. That's it's, that's not bad, Jack. It's insane. And this was, yet again, another fantastic starting pitcher that Georgia was able to throw out. And the the pitching matchup was a ton of fun to watch. Again, Tanner is a fantastic pitcher, and uh, Hancock was just on his game. And, you know, there there weren't many mishaps in the pitching. This was all about great batting. And and Auburn was thankfully able to to pull this one out. And, you know, the the late run that uh, Georgia had in the fifth and sixth inning to, to tie the ball game was, you know, just another spectacular outing for, for their batters and and more balls over the fence. And thankfully they were only solos this time around. Um, but this was a just another good game. And of course, because it's Auburn Athletics and it's already a doubleheader, this one goes into extra innings. <laughs> Judd Ward and Ryan Bliss got on base um, with solid hits. And then Captain Clutch, Connor Davis, came up um, big in the 10th inning with a just a line shot to the left field, um, went to all the way to the left field fence. And that brought in Judd Ward and gave the Auburn Tigers the four to three win. So very encouraging. Um, but also of note from Saturday's first game was not only Tanner Burns. Tanner Burns had a good outing, um, went five and two thirds, gave up three runs um, versus Hancock, who went six and two thirds and gave up three three runs. But also just a huge, huge rebound performance from Cody Greenhill. Cody um, gave up that uh, game winning or the just the game winning hit or the game winning runs uh, versus Alabama and then came back this weekend and just looked like a stud. Four innings pitched, one hit scoreless baseball. He looked like the bull we know and love, you know? Yeah, this is what you fully expect out of number 20. And um, Auburn took a really big risk. This was a tight ball game. It was a tied ball game. And Auburn tried to pull out Elliot Anderson and then pulled him after one batter faced or two batters faced and one out. Um, And then, you know, when you expect your closer who generally only goes an inning, maybe two in a rare instance to to throw four innings in this kind of game was a huge, huge risk. And we've seen them like to play Cody in multiple games over a weekend series, whether it's the the right thing or not. But, you know, you, you, you effectively burn Greenhill for what could have been a, a you know, a much bigger game three to to win a series or to even just salvage a win. So the the Auburn coaching staff, I mean, they're 
their gamble really paid off and you know for them to trust Cody like that I mean how I trust him now how do you, how can anybody not yeah and I think it should be noted that Cody Greenhill has just not looked the same in his um, second appearance on the weekend this season. So I think that has a lot to do with the coach's decision, um, you know, bringing him in, having four innings left to pitch or three innings left to pitch. Um, I think they want more of a we're in the ball game, long performance from Cody rather than um, two short performances, you know, because Cody just hasn't looked the same in his second outing on weekends this year, especially yeah, I- considering that, um game three was going to be on the same day as game two you know yeah absolutely and um you know the bigger gamble wasn't so much about the second game it was there was nobody in the bullpen to back up Cody if things go south for him if he's not able to perform like he like he did and you know that could have that could have turned bad in a heartbeat And, and kudos to Cody you know, I don't know the last time he's thrown 48 pitches, period. But for him to go out there and and face 14 batters and strike out five of them is – it was one of his best performances this entire season. Well, yes, and um, just an outstanding performance from Cody. But moving on to Saturday game two, um, it was just as good of a ball game, um, but Auburn – wasn't on the 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 best side of the outcome, but uh, the final score was ten to eight, Georgia winning. Um, but I think the the key to this game was the rough start. Um, Richard Fitz got the start, and Richard Fitz did not get an out. So anytime that happens, um, things are likely not going to be good. Um, but he fits are allowed uh, the first two guys to get hits to get on first and second. And then the third guy came up, Aaron Shank shunk and hit a three run blast to make it three to nothing right off the bat. And like I said, Fitz didn't even get an out and Steve Smith pulled him and he, he threw 13 pitches. So Auburn was quickly in the hole three to nothing. And then Elliot Anderson came in and, he uh, kind of calmed the ship for a little bit, uh, went three and a third and only gave up one run. And then it was kind of what we've seen and what you were saying after Cody, we didn't have much left out of the bullpen. Uh, Ryan Watson, Blake Scalise, Will Morrison, and Brooks Fuller finished the game up. Uh, Watson and Scalise both gave up three runs after that, um, after when they came in. Um Morrison and Fuller um, both went two-thirds of an inning and didn't allow a hit, so that was encouraging. But just couldn't rebound Couldn't rebound from the rough start. Well, and those those two big three spots in the first and I think the sixth inning were both three-run home runs that really just started to put it out of the reach for Auburn. And Georgia put up three in the eighth, to go up uh, 10 to seven and Auburn was only able to salvage one run in the ninth, which I think this is kind of where that feeling of positivity after this weekend came from Auburn fought this entire weekend. Auburn was able to put up a four spot in the sixth inning score one in the seventh and one in the ninth and had many opportunities 
to do so much more. A bad uh, ground out to a double play here or there really killed some innings for Auburn. Auburn only did lead six guys on base, um, but there were there were just a few missed opportunities, and um, Auburn was able to take advantage of a couple of Georgia mistakes. They had two errors that Auburn was able to um, make count, and you know again this is where Georgia shined and was able to just beat Auburn and it wasn't Auburn losing the game I thought that Auburn played well enough to win but just you know if Auburn's at 95 percent there's Georgia at 100 and and it's just it's always an uphill fight in the SEC and even though Georgia's a top 10 team right now Auburn was not intimidated whatsoever yeah and um from the plate Judd Ward, um, Ryan Bliss, as I was saying earlier, um, when they got on base for Connor Davis. But Judd Ward, Ryan Bliss, and Matt Scheffler had big uh, game twos um, on Saturday, and especially Scheffler. Um, Scheffler is kind of a guy that's been quiet this season and just um, been there. But he had two key clutch hits um, in game two to keep us – keep us alive and keep us in the game. So just a big shout out to Matt Scheffler um, for keeping things going and uh, doing, doing his end of the job. And how about Ryan Bliss scoring four times in the series finale? Yeah, that's huge from the freshman. But just like I said, not enough left in the tank to make it all the way back, and the Tigers drop um, the game 10-8. to eight and dropped the weekend series, unfortunately, um, with Georgia winning two games and Auburn winning one. But as we were saying earlier, um, we're still encouraged. And looking ahead, um, Tuesday, Auburn welcomes North Alabama for their final home game of the season, um, unless a miracle happens and we host a regional, which I do not see happening unless we sweep LSU and win the SEC tournament. But um, <laughs> It's a tall task. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easy task. What are you talking about? You know, I mean, Auburn, the best they've ever done in the SEC tournament is like last year. We made it to Friday, um, went two and two. So that just shows you just how strong the SEC is. But anyways, uh, UNA has struggled this year. Um, I think this may be this like is- the first or second year in Division One baseball. It is. Um, they just moved up to um, D1 this season. And, wow. and it's been a tough one for them um, in every sport. And I, in the area of Alabama that I grew up, I know a lot of people who went to, to uh, UNA. And those students were none too pleased with the division upgrade. So it's, it's bid for the school, but it's always going to be an uphill fight when when you're now the the smallest kid on the in the league, but um, Brooks Fuller is getting the ball and getting the midweek start on Tuesday. Um, we need this midweek win bad. I mean, just a critical critical game to keep the um, I guess you could say keep the momentum rolling. You know, we lost um, the series this weekend, but it still feels like we have momentum. Um, we just need to keep it rolling. Um, and then L- we travel down to Baton Rouge 
Colin Baton Rouge. Oh jeez, don't do that. Was, was you not you don't like my singing? Nah. Um but I like Garth Brooks better. <laughs> so we travel down there for a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday series versus the the Dirty Cajuns. Um <laughs> the Cajuns sit at thirty one and twenty one overall and fifteen and twelve in the SEC. Um so it's just slightly better than Auburn in both. But um and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the SEC tournament is that next Tuesday in Hoover. So, I mean, it's, the season's just flown by, um, but um, Auburn still has a lot, ton, not a lot, a ton left to be determined um, with this series in Baton Rouge and the SEC tournament this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going back to the, the UNA Tuesday game, I think, yeah, Auburn does need that win, but Auburn needs to save some arms big time. And the best thing that Brooks Fuller can do is go deep and, and pitch more than he probably has ever pitched in an Auburn uniform before. And um, that's going to be a big responsibility on him and to keep this bullpen fresh going in, especially with the Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. And Auburn's just going to have to, Auburn really needs to steal one this weekend. Two would be amazing. Um, LSU is ranked 22nd in the country, but this is not the LSU team that we've come to know over the past couple of years, but it's, it's now May. It's the end of the season. This is where LSU plays their best. And I don't know how, but Auburn always seems to get LSU at the end of the year. And playing in Baton Rouge is one of the hardest places in the entire country. So this is going to be a tough one. And the worst thing that can happen to Auburn is getting swept. Yeah. Oh, I just I don't think Auburn can handle getting swept. Um they Auburn doesn't have a choice. They we have to get at least one win, I think, to clinch up the the um uh, regional regional spot. Um so just a huge, huge weekend upcoming um, down in Baton Rouge. Um, and then the SEC tournament set next Tuesday. And right now, I mean, there's still a ton left to be determined. Um, let me get that said first. But right now, it would look like we would be the eight or nine seed and play Missouri in the opening round um, on that Tuesday. So um, we'll have to – we'll see on the the next episode of Hitchcock Hecklers where we end up, but that's what it's looking like right now. So before we head on out, um, let's go ahead and give our Hitchcock Hecklers Players of the Week. And I'll go ahead and go first because I just feel like I'm the better host on here, so I feel like it's better <laughs> if I go first. Cody Greenhill, the bull, can't say enough about his performance in the first game on Saturday, um, just allowing us to get that win, um, going four innings with one hit baseball, no no runs allowed, and had five strikeouts. Um, like you said, 48 pitches. Um, and I think the probably the last time he's gone that much, or thrown that much, is – I mean, I would guess would be the the final Florida game of last season um, when he threw like something outrageous, like seventy five or eighty pitches. Um, it's amazing he still has an arm after that. Yeah, 
but uh, I think that was probably the longest he's ever gone in his career, but this was, I think, probably second. So just a huge shout-out for, for, uh, for Cody Greenhill and keeping us in the weekend series and getting us that m- much-needed win this weekend. Absolutely. I think that's a good choice. And uh, for me, I, I tend to always debate between one or two guys, but I think that it's an easier choice this week. It's definitely Will Holland. I think that Will played one of his better weekends and uh, hit 438 on the weekend, went seven for 16, um, hit a big home run uh, in game two, the victory for Auburn. Uh, He was also three for four in that game with two RBI. He's now hit four home runs in 12 games and has only six in conference play. Um, He's that's just more three hit games. It's now two in the last four um, and four in the last six. And he's been 13 for 24, just over 500. over that span of six games. So Will is getting hot at the right time and and Auburn goes as Will Holland goes the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that's a, a great choice as well. I think that'll about do it for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?